Welcome to Uncommon Vibes. My name is Michelle Shutter, and my intention is to support you in navigating and building your life with uncommon vibes. Because here's what I know. Navigating the transitions of life in common vibes will only get you more of what you don't want. Every transition, however big or small, creates a new normal for you. There are choices in the new normal, in the transitions, the choices that you get to make. Because without a doubt, there comes times in your life when your identity, your potential, and your fulfillment is challenged because you are transitioning through an upgrade to a new normal. What will you turn to? The common vibes that got you exactly where you are today? Or will you begin to build your vision and life with uncommon vibes? The uncommon vibes are what's needed to create new levels of aligned greatness in a heart-centered life. If you are ready to be uncommon, you're in the right place. Now, let's get building those uncommon vibes. Today, I have a little trust test for you. And that trust test goes with this question. How trustworthy is the Bill Gates ultimate solution? Yesterday, I did a post on how our trust is going to be tested during this time, during this coronavirus time. And so today, I want to dive into that question and let you decide. You get to make that decision once I share this information. So welcome to Uncommon Vibes. My name is Michelle Shutter. Whether you are watching this video or listening to this podcast, my wish for you is that you be uncommon, live uncommon, and build your life with uncommon vibes. Now, today, as I mentioned, we are going to tap into that test trust of that question, how trustworthy is the Bill Gates ultimate solution? And I've really like delayed a little bit on putting this video out because I know that this will, well, people will question some things. People may be angry. People may challenge me. And again, like that's okay because that's just where they're at. Um, my intention for this video though is for you to make the answer, you for you to come up to the answer to that question, whatever is best for you. Because here's what I believe. I'm all about informed choice. Um, I want you to ask your own questions. I want you to do your own research. I have a lot of questions around this today. I have a lot that, of things where I have not been able to connect the dots. Um, but here's what I know. In the age of information, ignorance is a choice. Now, one thing that I want you to encourage to do, encourage you to do that if you do do your own research, use different web browsers to do your research because not all web browsers are returning the exact same things, which is interesting in itself, right? Um, Google has been censored for or has censored things for many, many years. And so it was just very interesting as I'm doing this research too to see what um, comes up. So let's get into this. Um, Bill Gates was on Trevor Noah's um, The Daily Social Distancing Show. And in that um, interview, he gave what he considers the ultimate solution to this whole coronavirus. And he said, you know, 
people are working on, you know, therapeutic drugs, they're working on it too, but, you know, maybe hopeful six months before we get something. And then he shared this, and this is um, probably right around the 4.30 mark of that video, four minutes and 30 seconds into that video. And he said, the ultimate solution, the only thing that lets us go back to completely normal and feel good about sitting in a stadium with lots of other people is to create a vaccine and not just take care of our country, take it out to global population. Now, that's really interesting um, because we, in that statement, he talks about, you know, feeling good around other people. So, um, again, like, is there a little play on fear there if we don't have the vaccine? And interesting enough, like, it isn't just going to be one country, it's going to be worldwide. Now, I'm going to, I have a lot of notes here that I'm going to share with you. But I'm going to circle back to this comment at the end, and I want to go backwards in time here for a little bit, because everything I've researched and, and, and when they lay out like his credentials, they call him a techie, a businessman, a philanthropist, right? Like those pretty much are the three big headlines or markers for this guy's. But one, my, one of the questions that I came up with, and I encourage you, like, if you have questions too, can you please drop them in the comments? Because your questions may spark something else for me to look into and research. But one of the questions that, that I have is why, like, it just appears to me that he's trying to play world ruler. He's trying to play God. Like, why is that? When I see, like, his credentials are techie, businessman, philanthropist, right? Um, the other question, or so with that, like why, why is he the spokesman around all this? Why, and why do so many people want to interview him around this? And ask questions sometimes that are just so surface level. Um, my other question here is, you know, how does he define philanthropy? That, that's really interesting to me. So let's go back in time here for a little bit. And as we go back in time, I'm going to give you different places, different resources where I have found this. So again, you can go and do your own research. Um, I also have questions because as I mentioned, I don't have all the answers. I don't know all the answers. But interesting enough, I was... Um, exchanging a text yesterday with a friend and um, Bill Gates came up in the text exchange and she's like, I don't know anything about that. You'll have to fill me in. So I know that if she doesn't know, there's other people that may not know too, which is why I'm sharing this video. I also had this conversation like with my husband a few days ago and his head was just kind of like spinning like, what, what, you know? So again, like I'm sharing this just to support people in getting an understanding so that they can make an informed choice, okay? Both sides of the story, explore it all, research it all, do your due diligence. So going back in time, in February 2010, Bill Gates did a TED Talk called Innovating to Zero, and it had to do with the impact on 
um, carbon dioxide on our globe. And he used um, a multiplier, the three fa or four factors here, people times services times the energy for the services and times the um, carbon dioxide output of the energy. And one of those, you know, basic math here, to get to zero, if we want to get this to zero, one of those factors has to be at zero, like that's the multiplier. So interesting enough, when he talked about people, um, he said, you know, the population at that time, now this was 2010, a decade ago, uh, the population was at 6.8 billion and projected to go up to 9 billion worldwide. Um, he said we've done, if, if we do a really good job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower it by 10 to 15 percent. Now, that's really interesting to me. Like, why would he make a comment like that on a TED Talk that we could lower population by 10 to 15 percent? I don't understand that. So is that all about population, um, stabilizing the population? Is it about controlling population? Is it about reducing population? I don't know. The TED Talk is out there. Go look at it yourself. Now, I want, I'm going to make this disclosure multiple times throughout this video in case people hop on this video at certain points. I am not anti-vaccine. I have vaccinated my kids and I have not vaccinated my kids. I am about informed choice. Okay? Informed choice. Make the decision. Allow people to have the freedom to make the decision that is best for them. So again, I am not anti-vaccine. I am for informed choice. So in 2011, um, Bill Gates was recognized as one of the 70 most powerful people on, and he was on the cover of Forbes magazine um, November 2011. In that article um, they talked a lot about his things but they also talked about some pricing in terms of vaccines. So Prevnar at that time in 2011 was $114 in the United States and $350 um, when different foundations would buy it or different organizations would buy it in bulk because Gates, um, Bill Gates and his peers would subsidize those costs. Okay. Now, first of all, in 2011, those are very interesting prices, right? Like we're going to charge $114 in the United States. Um, but my question that came up considering like his ultimate solution is to have everybody vaccinated is, what are the current profits of vaccines in the U.S. considering that they want to do a global vaccination? Like, I don't know. Like, what is the profit? Um, so again, you can go to Forbes and find that. In March 2015, he did a TED Talk, and a different TED Talk. And that one, in that TED Talk, he was um, predicting that there would be a natural virus or um, some kind of bioterrorism in the form of a virus that would impact um, world health. And he indicated that his model showed that the virus would spread throughout the air and 30 million people would die. Now, 
when I think about our current situation, he's predicting this back in 2015. Is this just coincidence? I like I don't know, right? Like I don't know. But let's keep going. In 2017, and I'm going to bring another person into this. Um, at the Georgia at Georgia University, it was a, there was a pandemic event. You can find this on Global Georgetown. Um, Dr. Fauci said that the um, current administration would face a challenge. And he said, I quote, there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases. There will be a surprise outbreak. So we got Bill Gates talking about this in 2015. We have Dr. Fauci talking about this in 2017. And this is all coming to fruition in 2020. Okay, that's interesting. Then, after a little bit more research, um, I found that um, Dr. Fauci was on the Leadership Council, um, and this was back in 2010, so it doesn't give his range. He could still currently be serving on the Leadership Council for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Now, here's what's interesting. When I researched this the other day, um, one thing came up on the, um, the Gates Foundation that I was able to screenshot really easily. And when I went yesterday to try to find that screenshot, um, you had to do a little bit more digging to find that. It wasn't as easily accessible. Again, could be coincidence. So if they have this partnership, Dr. Fauci and Bill Gates, like what other partnerships have existed or perhaps are existing right now? And I bring this up is because you know, Dr. Fauci has been um, opposed to using um, hydrochloroquine, hydrochloroquine, I'm not, um, I've heard it pronounced two different ways, but regardless, um, he has been like trying to put the brakes on that. And, you know, we have Italy, France, Spain, Brazil using this to combat COVID-19. But recently then he just kind of, he lifted and, and changed his mind a little bit. So I, I think about like, okay, pro, the profit here, perhaps if people are being cured, perhaps then the vaccine wouldn't necessarily be needed for everybody. I don't know. And, and Dr. Fauci also, you know, talked about, you know, having that vaccine in 12 to, you know, 12 to 18 months which, you know, let, let's keep people quarantined for 12 to 18 months. Let's keep practicing social distancing, um, no mass gatherings. But then, which is what, what's really interesting, when we look at that time frame, like the elections are going to fall right in there. Now, I'm not going down that whole rabbit hole, but again, like, isn't that interesting? Like, it, again, everything could be coincidence. You do your research, you connect your dots. But let's keep going. Um, in 2017, um, the, the Bill Gates Foundation was the second largest donor to the WHO, the World Health Organization. Um, they contributed $327 million. 
they are the they were the second largest contributor behind the United States. So it was the United States, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and then all other countries and all other contributors. And I find that really interesting that yesterday or the day before that President Trump um, was threatening pulling his funding from the WHO. Um, again, like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, like everywhere you look, it seems like they are funding or have contributed funding in some way. Then we go to April um, 27, 2018. This came from the Business Insider. And again, Bill Gates claimed that the next deadly disease will cause a global pandemic, pandemic, and it is coming. It was estimated, again, to kill 30 million people within six months. So we have his TED Talk from 2015 talking about 30 million people dying. We have April 2018 where he's talking again about people dying, um, which, again, like, okay, very interesting. And then we have um, October 18th, 2019, where um, Event 201 happened. And Event 201 was funded um, by the John Hopkins University, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and probably some others as well. Um, and you can find this all on the centerforhealthsecurity.org. But they went through five different sessions, and it was a simulation of a pandemic. And they predicted there that 65 million people would die in 18 months. Now, again, like, we're the amount of people now has doubled compared to what they originally, what originally the talks were. And then we still have this time frame of like 18 months that keeps like coming up again. Like, is this all coincidence? Like, like what are your questions through all this? Drop those questions below. And you know what? And I get it. Like if you don't feel comfortable dropping some questions, if you want to send them to me privately in a direct message, that's okay too. Um, but I really what I want to know is how many are aware that this event 201 even happened? Like all the videos are there for you to watch. You could pretty much watch probably the whole entire thing. Like do people even know that this simulation happened? And, and the timing of that simulation, again, is rather interesting. Again, like is it just coincidence? I don't know. I'm not sure. Then I'm going to bring this up. And this is one place where I haven't been able to um, connect the dots. But um, January, 2000, January 28th, 2020, New York Times reported, and this is in multiple um, places as well, that Charles Lieber, who was the chairman of the chemistry department at Harvard University, was arrested for concealing Chinese funding. Now, he was getting paid a $50,000 per month salary and was also receiving $150,000 um, $150, $150, annual stipend for living expenses and then um, was also received $1.5 1 to build a secondary lab in Wuhan. Okay, that's, that's very interesting to me. Um, 
a Harvard affiliate um, who was a affiliated cancer research, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to say his name right, but Zhao Song Zhang, um, was arrested for trying to smuggle 21 vials of cells back to China. Now, he, we, I have not found out, and I don't know if any of you know, would love to know, like, what exactly were those vials of cells. Um, it has come up that um, Charles Lefebvre was not connected to the, the coronavirus outbreak. However, just I'm just super curious, right? Like, what was in those vials? Were they just cancer cells? Was it something else? Was it a combination? Like, why was he trying to smuggle? Why, why was he taking it from the United States? Um, and then I go back to the Harvard scientists, like, doesn't that seem like it's a conflict of interest that you're receiving money from the government and you're working for Harvard University? But I know that there's been large donations that have been made to Harvard University from um, people in China. So again, like, I don't know, like I cannot connect all the dots, but I bring this up in terms of Bill Gates because the Harvard University Report of Giving um, from 2018-2019 indicated that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation gave $50 million to childhood development and public health research. Well, was some of that money being used by this scientist as well because he was being paid by Harvard as well? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Public health research, apparently, like, they're, they're doing some research there in terms of, like, the cancer when I look at that assistant. I don't know. And, and so then I go back to my question that I asked earlier, too, is where doesn't Bill Gates have his money? Where isn't he invested? And if... If people are relying on that investment, are we just catering to what he is saying so that they don't lose that funding? I don't know. I don't know. But let's keep going. Then in March, uh, March 13th, 2020, Bill Gates announces his resignation from Microsoft. Um, it just it seems like it's just really odd timing, right? Like, he's 64 years old. Um, it's odd timing for the time of the year. Like, it's not the end of a quarter. It's, like, out of the blue. And given the situation, he's going to resign so that he can just focus more on his philanthropy efforts. Well, is it because he wanted to be that spokesperson and make sure that he was being interviewed and plastered all over the place so that really that's one of the major people that they are seeing and that the only solution out of this is to have everybody vaccinated? I Like, again, I don't know. I don't know. But at some point we need to say, oh, my gosh, th this is getting really strange, right? Like, this is... Is all this just coincidence? Um, let's keep going. February 2nd, 2020, CBS News reported, did an interview with him as well, um, that he was pushing the federal government for quarantine until a vaccine. When he was asked, when Bill Gates was asked if he has 
talked to the president about this. He said no because the foundation was try is trying to be helpful in a constructive way. They've talked to heads of pharma companies, CDC, the NIH about the vaccine. Well, when we go to NIH, we know that there's the connection to Dr. Fauci again. So then I question, like, who has our best interest? Who has our best interest? Bill Gates also made that comment of, you know, until widely vaccinated, we may not come back at all. Now, again, like, what are his credentials? And furthermore, like, why is vaccine his only option? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, let's keep going. April 3rd, 2020, Business Insider um, indicated that Bill Gates is going to fund seven factories for the coronavirus vaccine. He's, gonna, he's going to fund seven of them. He's only going to pick two, and he'll be wasting billions of money, but it'll be worth it because the economy will have lost trillions. By him doing these factories, it'll accelerate it faster than the government, and it'll save us months. Now, I can't help but wonder, if you are going to invest in seven different factories, and you're only going to pay, pick two, and you're going to lose billions on the other five, what are you going to gain by wasting billions of money? Or, yeah billions of money like it doesn't make does that does that add up for you and, and perhaps we need to figure mm, how much will you be gaining by a global push for this vaccination how many trillions of dollars will come out of this that the couple that the billions that you are losing don't matter Again, I don't know. These are questions that I have. Um, I bring this one up because this I found was interesting too. So you can go to the Institute for Health um, Metrics and Evaluation, IHME, and do your research there. So in January 2017, he invested $279 million into this model. Well, this is the model, the um, IHME model was the model that they were using to predict the outbreak of the coronavirus. This comes from MSNBC. It was the model that put people in sheer panic, the model that um, had blown things perhaps out of proportion. And I say that because now the models are being corrected, that new models are coming out and so you have to wonder like again is this just another coincidence but when I go back to that TED talk of 2015 he had mentioned he was predicting a natural virus or bioterrorism well now I'm beginning to wonder hmm was this some sort of bioterrorism that just didn't turn out the way that they had originally predicted that the, that the models had it predicted so much worse, but for whatever reason, it's not working out that way? I don't know. I don't know, but I have a ton of questions. 
So again, like if you have questions, please drop them below so that it can help me understand things a little bit better, help others. Perhaps it can connect the dots. Now, here's a here's a couple of things that I like. I just I'm going to wrap this up here pretty quick, but a couple things that I want to go back to. So, if again. You can go back and look at this timeline. This is just scratching the surface. I could have spent hours and hours going through all of this, but it is just scratching the surface. So when we think of this coronavirus, right, like it is targeting elderly people. It is targeting um, those that are immune compromised, which like we get versus kids. And so when I think of like everything I shared with you, from, you know, population reduction comments to we know we're going to have a pandemic that's going to kill millions. Like, I want to know, like, what is the cost comparison of those populations? You know, if we take out those or reduce those people in those populations, how is that cost effective for them? Okay, I'm not going to say us because I don't, I don't, I'm not making, connecting the dots here that way. So, um, you know, is stabilization of the population a way to innovate to zero? I don't know. I don't know. Here's what I, what I absolutely hate in this, though, is one of the biggest fears of parents, myself included, right, is to lose a child. And that is the message that comes out with, vac with this vaccine um, with anybody, right? We bring in that, that piece of death. If you don't get it, you're going to die. And yet, you know, children don't really have their own voice. Like they're, they're trusting their parents, obviously, and their parents are doing the best that they can to get the research but I, tru I truly believe we're leaving some big pieces out for people to make an informed choice. Now, again, I am not anti-vaccine. I, I have no problem with people that choose vaccines, okay? I am all about informed choice. Allow people the freedom to make an informed choice. So I want to, you know, so... Bill Gates is a philanthropist. Okay, I get that. When I look at the definition of philanthropy, it's to promote health, happiness, and fortune fortune of a person or a group. Okay, so I get that. But here's the thing. We are not living in a third world country. Um, our conditions are significantly better, significantly, significantly different than those in a third world country. Our health um, even though it could use some some support, um, uh, given that not only the situation, but even prior to coronavirus, right, there, there's a lot of people that are not um, as healthy as what they could be. We are, we are not a third world country, okay? So what I want people to, to realize is your health is your biggest asset, and of vaccines, when, when we look at health, it is not only about vaccines. One size does not fit all 
in any area of health. And for us, or for this ultimate solution, just to come out and say, we're not going to go back to normal until we're massively vaccinated, I don't, in my opinion, I don't believe is right. I don't believe is right. Health is, is not a quick fix. Okay. Um, I think some important questions that we need to ask ourselves, and, and again, like, why aren't they asking these questions in, um, in their philanthropy work? Like, one, why are our immune system so compromised? Two, how do we strengthen our immune system? Because when I look at where I was about 10 years ago, like I was full of brain fog, I was full of energy depletion, fatigue, like didn't feel like myself, I was knocking on 40, like I just, I didn't feel great. And guess what? I almost, I came like this close to almost accepting like that's just the way it had to be. I was getting older. That's just the way it had to be. And in the past, in that state, I would have hopped on, you know, whatever over-the-counter medication would have made me feel better. I would have, you know, turned to alcohol to just numb things out, right? Like, it, it just was the state I was in. And then I flipped the switch. I made the decision to take responsibility for my health. And... It not, not only like my physical health, but my, just my overall well-being. And, you know, I did a complete overhaul in terms of using a systematic approach to my health. Because, again, I realized that one size does not fit all. I took into nutrition. I took in detoxing, cleansing, um, intermittent fasting. I really looked at my exercise, my sleep, my hydration. Uh, my chiropractic, my physical, my emotional, my mental, my spiritual well-being. Like all of that came in. I didn't, I don't smoke. I never have. I just, I cut down on alcohol, so I rarely drink. All of this, all of these pieces came into place because I made that decision. And I made that decision based on being asked, what are you putting in your body or what are you not putting? And that question was exactly what I needed to move myself into a better place. Now, over the course of 10 years, I've never had a health, or, um, I've never had a flu shot. I've been sick a few times, meaning here so three times. Twice I had tickles in my throat when I was teaching that it made it difficult to talk. Took some vitamin C drops. The second time, or the third time was um, probably in February sometime. I had two days where I just felt like really lethargic, real, and my, just, my body needed to rest. I was super tired. In those 10 years, I have not had any pharmaceutical drugs. I have not had any over-the-counter drugs. My body is not in that state that it needs that. It requires it. Again, there's nothing wrong with pharmaceuticals. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm here to share with you, there are other options. There are better ways. And it's really interesting because I had an appointment with a periodontist and they want my medical history, right? Taking any drugs? No. Really? No. At your age? 
No, I'm not taking any drugs. Right? Like, we've just accepted that that is, that is common. And again, like, that's okay. Here's the thing. Good health is going to cost you because you're going to have to do things a new way. You're going to have to learn how to shop different, how to cook different, how to eat different, how to stay committed to yourself. But guess what? Bad health is going to cost us even more. Um, here's the thing. If I am making the choice to be responsible in my, with my health, wouldn't it make sense for me to be able to make that decision myself to choose what goes in my body? Again, I am not anti-vaccine. I hope you are getting that by now. I'm about informed choice. The freedom to choose. My body, my choice. Now, you know, just a, a couple questions that I have here wrapping up. You know, like, why are foundations not putting billions of dollars into another health model? Like, other than the wasted factories or the vaccines. In my opinion, it's, they're following the simple equation. Power, in Bill Gates' case, one out of 70, plus profit, lots to be made. We can lose billions, but still make trillions, equals control. And that control is being fearful, right? If we are in enough fear, we will do whatever they say to get out of that, that energy state. I'm going to bring something really crazy in here because I feel like I'm living in a sci-fi movie already. But what if part of that control was to have something in that, vaccin that vaccination that perhaps tracked you in some way? We know vaccinations are filled with heavy metals. Is it possible to put something in there that perhaps could track people. We know China's, everybody in China's being tracked. I don't, I do not know if that's coming from vaccines, but I know like with their cell phone, everybody, like even their medical records, everything comes up on their, their cell phones. Like, I don't know, but here's the thing. If that's the sci-fi movie we're going down, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be in that movie. Um, and I bring that up because he's a techie, right? He spent decades as a techie. I don't know. I, I'm just bringing it up because like that is kind of where I feel control would be at its greatest point. You figure it out, you do the research. Again, one more time, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm pro for, uh, for informed choice, okay? Do your research, connect your dots, um, do your best to move out of fear. Because when you are in that low vibe of fear, they got you. They got you exactly where they want you. Um, today, you know, just know that I've barely scratched the surface of all this. Like you, there's so much more that is there. So much more is connected. But again, you have to make that decision for yourself. What is best for you? Today, I'm giving you a ladder. You decide if you are ready to climb up that ladder. If you are in a position where you're just kind of, mm, maybe I'll kind of look around, that's okay. Just dabble in it. If your head is buried, that's okay too. But I encourage people two and three to 
begin to explore. Because when you're in those states and not utilizing your ladders properly, you're going to stay in that state of fear longer. Um, when I circle back to my original, original question, you make that decision. How trustworthy is the Bill Gates ultimate decision? You decide what is best for you. I have shared a bunch of information, kind of in a little timeline here, as to what the sequence is based on my research. You do your own. Is it all coincidence? I don't know. Does some of it seem really strange, really odd? Does it feel like there's a personal agenda coming down the, the pipelines here? To me, it does. And if it doesn't feel that way for you, that's okay too, okay? Again, health is your biggest asset. And I want to leave you with this question. How are you going to invest in it? It is your biggest asset. So drop your questions below, as I mentioned before. I want to be able to um, extend my knowledge, ex be able to extend my research. Drop your questions below. If you don't feel comfortable, because I know that this is can be like a really sticky topic, um, feel free to DM me. If you're looking for even some extra support, you know, in any of these areas, let me know. I'm happy to support you because health is your biggest asset. So today, go out, be uncommon, live uncommon, and build your life with uncommon vibes. Until next time, have a great day. Hey, it's Michelle. Thanks for tuning in today. My wish for you is that you begin to identify the parts of your life where you are leading with common vibes and change that to leading with uncommon vibes so that you can create aligned greatness in a heart-centered life. I would be extremely honored if you would share this with a friend, a sister, a brother, a colleague, a neighbor, a co-worker, a workout buddy, someone that you are connected with to help get this message out and start to shift into uncommon vibe living. Until next time, go out and build your life with uncommon vibes.